Hey, 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 everyone. It is that time again, the time we are all waiting for every single week. From the Green Room at Vintage Grace Church, you are listening to the Text Lab Podcast. Will Watson is here. I am Will Watson with a special guest, Jake the Manfredi, the myth, the legend, Jake Manfredi. Freddy, dude, like I, I just want to know a little <laughs> bit. So this guy is the cornhole champion of Vintage Grace. Yeah. So you want to like go explain a little bit, like what happened, dude? We had a cornhole tournament. This is my first yep. weekend here. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, um, I was better than everyone else. That's oh, kind of what happened. Wow. That's kind of how it went. Wow. The young guy shots. came in. The and, young uh, guy throwing shots already. No, okay, dude. but I do have to throw a shout out to Zach Surface because he go. was my partner and he clutched up at the end there. So. Zach is the man behind the mic. He was on a couple yeah. weeks ago. Okay. And he um, he does a fantastic job. We just wanted to save the cornhole moment for you. Thank you. And you got a little bit of a prize. Is that right? Yes, we got a cooler, um, which is a very fancy cooler. I heard that Zach sold it immediately. <laughs> He's like pocketing the two hundred dollars. Like it's like, hey, I can use money more than I can I use like, a cooler. I feel bad. I like I want this cooler just to flex on people. Zach, if you need to take that out, you can. Yeah, well, we hey can man, that. that is so great. Well, we are so glad that you're here on the Text Lab today. This is the Text Lab for all of our listeners who do not know, where every single week we do a deep dive into the text to help you prepare for your life group this week. Our goal is simple to help you be a disciple who makes disciples. So whether you are leading a life group or just trying to do some deep diving on your own, we hope the text lab helps you do a meaningful study reflection and have great conversations about what God has said in his word. Yep. And we're going to be opening the word in John chapter 18 verses 28 to 40 today. Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters so that they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. The Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Verse 36, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Awesome, man. There's just so much to dive into. So, like, what, how about we start with a little bit of a background? What, what were we talking about last week? 
Yeah, last week we were kind of talking through the themes of light and darkness as well as kind of the sovereignty of God in the midst of Jesus being arrested and Peter's denial, how he remains faithful in that. Um, But now we're moving into Jesus being led into the governor's headquarters. Now, Jake, I have two little girls. Should they be scared right now? Absolutely. Totally. Um, But notice how the Jewish leadership resisted entering the headquarters because they did this. They didn't want to be ceremonially unclean. They were so focused on the Passover that they missed Jesus as the true Passover lamb. So good. Dude, it's interesting because it's like they're so caught up in the facade of like what they are seen as by others that they forget the savior that is like standing right in front of them. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're, so good. they're missing the Passover lamb that is like in front of them. I love verse 32 where it talks about like, it is against our law to kill someone. So we will offer him up to the Romans, like so that they can do the dirty work so that they don't get their hands dirty and don't look bad. Um, but, even that is like a sovereignty of God. It like shows that no, Jesus is in control, even though he's being offered up um, to be crucified. He's got this. Yeah. It was almost like they were so focused on being clean that they didn't realize that the whole point of the Passover and the Passover is a Passover lamb is not that they would ever be clean on their own. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're trying so hard in this situation to be like, Oh, can't enter into there. Don't want to be unclean because I want to be able to take care of the Passover. And like, it's so not about their ability, but it's, so about the one who would be, who would be able to make them clean, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole point of Jesus coming and notice how God doesn't waste a moment, right? It's like, he's not taking this. He's not wasting this moment, man. That is so good. Uh, and just a few great questions that come out of that. Uh, great. This is a great moment for a discussion question for in our groups. Uh, when you, when was the last time that you chose a lesser joy recently in your life? And how does that relate to the Jewish leaders choosing the Passover feast instead of the true Passover lamb? Uh, and, and another question like that going off of what Jake was saying, how does the sovereignty of God as a theme draw you closer into relationships rather than removing yourself from them, right? So now we transition into uh, 18, 33 through 37, where Jesus is before Pilate. And notice how, how Pilate decides to take things into his own, own hands, right? Like Jesus responds, like, is like, hey, what is the heart of your question? Like you're asking if I'm the king of the Jews, it implies that you think that you know my purpose, but you don't really understand. And maybe Pilate's like, wait, dude, like, and honestly, that's probably what more is going on. Like Pilate and his shoes, like, wait, dude, Jesus, let's take a second. You claim to be king of the Jews, but like all of your people are turning against you right now. Like they're the ones who led you to me, right? Like they're saying, Hey, like you think you're the King of the Jews, but this isn't going too well right now. It's not looking good. Exactly. It's not looking good. Like your own people did this. Um, Like, Hey, if you think you're going to be the King of the Jews, it's not going great, bud. Uh, (laughs) But but what does Jesus respond with? He responds with my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not of this world. And just a couple just a few points to like focus on here. One that Jesus is showing that the kingdom, he's talking about is something so far different and better than a man-made kingdom present in this world. Second thing is that the kingdom of God is not, uh, 
is not of this world, which means that the reality of God's kingdom is not of this world, right? Like the kingdom is far greater than everything that's going on here in America or, or wherever you are listening from, that the power of the living in this power that we have living in a kingdom that is not of this world frees us to enter back into those relationships that I don't have to have so much fear just drown me because of our current circumstances here on this earth. And, and then the other point um, that we're going to look at is just living from a different world does not mean that we're removed from the world. Like I was talking to David this week as he was preparing uh, for his sermon that like, man, it's not this Anabaptist just hide in a hole view. It's man, like we have been called to draw back into the world. Like we are beggars helping, trying to find, help other beggars find where the bread is, right? So that we are drawn to the world. We're not drawn away from the world. And what that implies is that we just can't lose. Like the scoreboard Dude. is completely, how sweet is that? I'm about to play the game then. Yeah, exactly. And that, like, that's the beauty of it, right? Like, I don't know if you grew up as a kid, like playing video games, Jake or whatnot, Absolutely. right? But like, if you're like, Hey, all right, I know the stats on Madden are like super padded towards me and it's on rookie <laughs> and I'm playing on scoring a hundred. Like you're playing because you know, you're going to win, yeah. right? Like you can't lose. Absolutely. You can't lose. And it's like, man, this is fantastic. And I don't know if you have any brothers or sisters. I think you have an older brother. Is that right? I have two younger brothers and a younger sister. There you go. So you have younger brothers. And I don't know about you, but like even the idea of handing your brother or sister the controller that is not plugged in and you're like, (laughs) I can win because I'm not actually playing in she. You're playing a game that you think you're playing that you're not actually playing. And that's what's going on here is like Jesus is like, that's not the game I'm playing. Like I'm playing something far greater than you can even understand or comprehend exactly exactly so his kingdom is secure it is all Mm. about what has happened not about what is happening now here or on this earth and and a couple more questions that would be great uh jake what what do we have in that right there like what are some questions oh yeah um, that would help us so some questions that might help is like what does it mean to live in a kingdom that is not of this world but is for the world And then another question might be, how does Jesus's sovereignty help you live out being an R-cubed disciple? So good. And as Pilate starts out, or as we move into verses 38 and 39, he starts out by asking, what is this truth that you're talking about? Um, Because Pilate's confused. Like, he doesn't, does he actually believe like that Jesus is the answer or not? Like, but notice how Jesus is focused on the cross. He's living in the kingdom mindset, even when he is bound up in chains. When Jesus, even by Pilate's standards, is free from this guilt, Pilate is like, all right, even though I don't see anything wrong with this guy, which like sidebar is also another ironic statement because John is pointing towards Jesus's divinity. So good. It is still the custom of my people to let one go free. So, so Jake, like, what do they do? Do they let Jesus go free? Well, no. <laughs> so they have Barabbas or Bar- Barabbas. Bar- I don't know. He's Barabbas. Yeah, yeah, Barabbas. Yep. Which is another one of like John's ironic statements um, is that one commenter puts it. Barabbas means son of the father. Dang. That's crazy. John uses Barabbas twice uh, and only calling Jesus this man in verse 40. Um, John is pointing out how the Jews have exchanged the son of the father for a son of a father. Dang. As Barabbas is also a robber in the larger context, there's like a reference back to the robber in John 10, the one who comes to steal and, and take away. 
The opposite is Jesus who comes to give life by laying down his life for the sheep. In, in the larger context of John, the contrast is extremely sharp. The Jews have chosen the exact opposite of what they need. They have chosen the robber instead of the good shepherd. They've chosen the son of the father, something far less, instead of the son of the father, Christ, who has come to save. It's really good. And moving into that, like coming out of that, a great question could be, how are we people who choose the robber who comes to steal and take away, then choose Jesus who comes to give us the good life? Yeah. So Jake, man, what are some ways that you can apply this text in your life? Honestly, man, I think for me, it hits me in God's sovereignty a lot. Um, and understanding, like looking around at this worldly, like the worldly circumstances that I deal with, um, a lot of like being a young adult is filled with uncertainty about where life is headed. And I'm, that probably doesn't go away, but like, I guess (laughs) it's just like something that is happening now. And so reading this story, it hits me because if I were in this circumstance, I would be freaking out. You know what I mean? But Jesus knows like prior exactly what is about to happen and the calmness and the peace that he has about um, submitting to God's will is encouraging to me to hear that, that like God's plan is so much better and the weight is off my chest. Yeah, man. And like, it frees you, right? Like that's the thing is, is like, it's not this burden that you have to like perform for God, Mm -hmm. but it's like, Hey, God chose me and God is using me and empowers me to go live on mission into a community that dude, that's so good. I love that so much. Uh, A little bit for me is like, I'm reminded that I have a freedom because of that. Like literally everything you just said, I've got the freedom to like step into those R3 relationships, right? Like not only a freedom um, because like God empowers us, but a freedom because we're living for a different kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like we're playing by a different scorecard. Like Jesus has won like newsflash, right? Like we're going to get to revelation and like, that's the, I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but right. Like, like, but I can trust the spirit leading me right now into those R3 relationships because I am living for a different kingdom. But like here and now means that I can fight for people and not fight against people. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like, I know that Drew's talked about a lot and David as well. I was like, man, so much of Facebook or social media is like fighting against people instead of like, how can we fight for those people? Right. Um, And man, like that's what I think about as we say, this fuels us not to fight against the world, but to fight for the world. The kingdom of earth will never fulfill because my preferences will never fulfill. Right. Like I, man, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I was like, dude, like, you're a young adult, mm-hmm. but like, and I'm not as young of an adult as I once was. <laughs> I got you. Right. But like, I don't like my body was like, dude, like we never know what we want. Mm-hmm. Like, because the moment we think we know what we want, like it's going to shift and it's going to shape and it's going to change. And it's like, dude, like instead of pursuing what we think we want, what if we pursued God? Because that's what we know deep down in our hearts. We not only want, but need. Need, Yeah. Yeah, dude. So like, I think like that is where I'm at because my preferences will never fulfill only living for the future kingdom and trusting the spirit where he leads into different relationships will give me this joy and this, this good life as we've talked about in John. Amen. Yeah. So whether you're working out at the gym, uh, cleaning the house, mowing the lawn, driving the car, whatever you like to do while listening to podcasts, we really hope that you feel equipped, encouraged, and ready to walk through the text with your group this week. 
As always, do your own prep. Let the Spirit lead you and know that you are one who is sent by God this week into your family, into your school, into your work, into Totem Coffee, the gym and soccer practice, wherever your Pray Watch community might be and wherever God invites you to go to be the living proof of our loving God. Hey, we love you guys and we'll catch you next time on the Text Lab.